0: everybody, the SWP is brought to you by Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. Insurance is very expensive and it's my job to save you money. If you can't save money, why would you buy from me? You have plenty of options, to so make me one and you'll see why. Text quote to 613-860-6008 to get started. We can spend 10 minutes to connect and I'll email you a personalized quote. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Everyone knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle all of your automotive needs But they're also a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from the small delivery vans right up to the big F750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck, customized for your needs. JimKFord.com. They're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Oh, yeah, it's Friday. Oh, yeah it's okay for you to say oh yeah it's friday saturday and sunday that'll That'll be my fun day day. then
1: Uh, me, it's monday Monday again 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 again. saturday and sunday
0: that'll that'll be my fun day then me it's monday again
1: the swp with steve warren and jim jerome ottawa sports
0: talk every weekday okay it's the swp it's the swp i've got a knife it's just my back scratcher i'll just set that down right over here it's steve along with jimmy welcome to the show everybody it is all about sports and whatever we appreciate you being here we hope you enjoy the show and i'm pumped i'm beside myself i don't know where that expression came from but i am beside myself sends in their home opener It is loud. It is intense. Alfie makes an appearance. Everybody's going crazy. It's like 12 goals scored in the game. The Sens win their first game of the year. Their home opener, a 7-5 win over the Bruins. And uh, we'll talk about that and lots more. NFL, got some news there as well. And, uh, yeah, James, what's going on with you today?
1: Well, that's a big deal, Stevie. The victory. Uh, You know, well, they let in five, but that's not bad. You know, five's not bad earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. but pop in seven stevie break the game down for me i was listening to the oiler game on the radio uh, i was kind of at the same time so i didn't uh i didn't get to see the Sens game. i was i was out of the house so i had it in my little airpods uh, yeah it was break her uh, down. stevie break her w- down let's hear about w- it
0: well it was let's start with the game itself which was a thriller i mean i'm sure the dj smith lost some sleep watching his team almost fritter away not one but two three goal leads so mm-hmm. it's basically they couldn't keep the Bruins down. They punched him in the face and couldn't keep them down. They kept getting up. Sens jump out to an early 3 nothing lead on the Bruins. And then they allow the Bruins to tie it at 3. And then Ottawa scored three more to take a 6-3 lead. But here comes Boston again. And they get a couple more to claw back within one. And then finally, midway through the third period, the Bruins did stay down. And uh, the Sens got one more midway through the third to make it 7-5. And that would be your final. But... More than that, and again, you're excited about the good and the bad, uh, or, or at least you're excited about the good part, and that's the offense showed up for the first time in three games exactly the way you thought it would. It's going to be a high scoring team, so much skill. But on the defensive side of things, <laughs> yeah, there was it was some it left something to be desired. But there's kind of symbolism in the game because you had this unbelievable crowd. And they were loud, and they're screaming their lungs out before the puck had dropped. And then they bring Daniel Alfredson out. He drops the ceremonial first puck. Oh, and, good one. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I mean, just just because I think from the symbolism standpoint, so many great things have happened in the offseason. And this game, you know, it was kind of all leading up to that. It was almost like here comes Alfie's coming back to the team. You know, suddenly the the Sens are treating the greatest player in their franchise's history as the greatest player in their franchise's history instead of just treating him like a scrub or something anyway they've 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 repaired all these relationships in town with the fans and the corporate partners and the and the city and and again their own alumni and uh and then on top of everything else they're going to be a fun team to watch as well the whole night was special i mean it's just a in the big picture, yeah, it's just a game in mid-October when the games don't mean as much. But this one did. This one did for the city of Ottawa, and everybody's pretty sky-high today.
1: Yeah. You know, a couple things come to mind, right, for that. One, one is, especially with the football team being terrible, so you want to you glom on to something, right, uh, yeah. if, if you live in Ottawa. Uh, although the although I think you told me the 67s are off to an all-time great start, didn't they? Yeah, six I think their and
0: first 6-0 start, yeah. yeah.
1: The other the other thing Steve that's interesting about that when you tell me you know that the place erupts it goes bananas uh when Elfie comes out to drop the puck um every every rink Stevie should should look at that okay all the guys who do the the in-game production okay who do the who do the in-game video product which is which is game day the stuff on the jumbotron mm-hmm. and everyone now Stevie since the NFL came out with you know this uh uh, screaming and yelling these intros about you know like someone just rode eight seconds on a bull you know it's like NFL right all this screaming and yelling this sort of <laughs> gangster stuff uh, and then you look at this thing how simple it was where they're not spending hours and hours of trying to come up with a, a you know a walk on video for the team you know what I'm saying Stevie that that opener they do these openers that are you know they're so overproduced and crazy and fireworks and 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 all sorts of shit and what 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 had their big impact there last night one guy walking out doing the opening face off yeah right let's yeah. let's let's all learn from that okay Yeah. let's all learn from that
0: you uh, know of course you, you can't pull that off too often i mean it's a special case right. here and that you know alfie is you know he again he's the greatest player in franchise history and he's full on alienated by what's gone on in the past here let's be honest it was ownership right. and and uh, right. there was a fracture there like all kinds of relationships, like I say, just mangled by the previous ownership. and now you got new decision makers and everything just feels fresh and new and uh, and just I don't know like ready to repair itself. and uh, it was really a cool moment where just before the face off out of the blue, you two's a beautiful day, which was always Alfie's goal music. He scores a goal, right. a beautiful day plays in the arena while everybody's going bonkers. You had the chance of Alfie, Alfie. And uh, and I just, like I say, the, the symbolism, of the whole night and the fresh new starts, the better days ahead. That's what the yeah. whole the whole night felt like it was devoted to that. And even right out of the gate, one of the newcomers like Claude Giroux, here's an Ottawa guy. He's been here since he was 14 years old. He lives here in the offseason. He's put together a Hall of Fame career for the Philadelphia Flyers. And then he comes here. I mean, he himself represents one of the very few unrestricted free agents that the Sens have been able to attract here. So that felt good. They they paid the money for him. He was pumped to come here. And mm-hmm. uh that that in itself, just participating in free agency, was amazing for Sens fans. But first home game, first home game for this guy. He needs he needs one minute. The first minute of the game, Claude Giroux scores a goal. So oh, no that, way. Okay. That, that led to the fun of the evening. It just and there was so much back and forth and great skill moments. Uh again, shoddy defense questionable goaltending, but there was sure a lot of skill in that game. And uh, and it just, yeah, the whole night was special for Sens fans.
1: Yeah, cool. Um, As of the the game I was listening to speak is kind of a Rudy moment last night, uh, not, not quite as, as not not quite Rudy, but so as you know, uh, I'm a friend of Bill Comrie's, the guy who, who started the brick. Uh, We've had a long relationship. I I met him the um, virtually the day I moved here and we've been, we've been dear friends and so I've watched um, his first kids, Paul and uh, Mike, Mike Comrie, of course, uh, who who had a pretty pretty good career, a bunch of trades in his career, but he was great. Paul Comrie had to step away from the game because of concussion. Um, and so now he, uh, Bill's wife died a long time ago, and he remarried to Roxanne, and they they had a couple more kids, Eric and Ty. And Eric has been uh, in the NHL. he's a goaltender been in the NHL for well s- several years now like like certainly four or five years I believe he's been he was with Winnipeg and I think he got traded to Jersey maybe another team back to yep. Winnipeg and now he got traded to Buffalo and he had the start last night in Edmonton and uh the the short story is uh he was a fir- first star uh he st- <laughs> Buffalo wins uh they closed they're at 3-1 uh they go I think they go up 4-1 they lose 4 or buffalo wins 4-2 they had an it got it got to 3-2 and they had an empty netter he stopped 40 plus shots and and quality shots like drysdale and mcdavid coming at you and uh it it was hands down i talked to his dad after hands down the biggest game of the kid's life like uh, so you you're, you know you're talking about great games when you bring up the Sens and the home opener and winning seven five. It's just I like that. I like that. You know I, li- I like those stories and and this story last night out here in Edmonton was was a big one as well. So uh, cool stuff. You know, yeah. cool stuff. I always
0: like to see the hometown kid do well. And uh, yeah, yeah, Eric Comrie's been plugging away for a very long time. He was drafted in 2013, and last year was the first time he got kind of any sense of regular action, and even that was 19 games. He arrived with the Jets, played one game in 2016-17, following year three games, after that one game, then off to Detroit uh, the following year, played three games there, one game in Jersey, and then 19 games for the Jets last year. So bouncing up and down between the minors, but mostly the minors. And he's got a real opportunity in Buffalo. Former Senator Craig Anderson is, uh, is the other man in the twine tent for the Sabres. And we all know that he's 73 years old. So <laughs> Comrie's 27 yeah, you know, I- and he's got opportunities here. He's already got an assist. I'm looking at his stats right now. He's got an assist. He's uh, played in two games, got a 929 save percentage. But I was most pleased to see him with uh, with an assist, which is cool.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I read a thing last night after the game. And in fact, Bill sent it to me, a quote. I said, I got to tell Warrensey give Warrensey the quote. That the the thing about sports and light uh, or, or like if you have a life in sports, okay, a parent or a player or whatever, mm-hmm. that the the highs are too highs and the lows are too lows, right? You know, uh, as in too, you know that yep. that and and I I sat back and went ah isn't that life and yeah but but sports particularly right The, the the. Ups and downs, man, are super, you know, you go over the top with it. For example, what Eric did or the Sens last night. And then the lows are like, oh, fuck me. Well, we're dead here, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. But
0: but honestly, just nice. to get, just to, you know, I mean, I, to me, just to, just to play a game in the NHL, to get your name in the record books as having played a game, you know, some people look at that and say, oh, my God, it's borderline tragic. And, uh, you know, but just to get there is is freaking amazing. You'll always be able to say, I played in the show. I played in the National Hockey League. And so even when I see these guys who have got sort of sparse careers as far as games played, I always kind of envy them. I I mean, I I remember because I was was always uh, like a bit of a nerd when it came to hockey pools, as you know. And that goes back to like grade seven, grade eight, actually, at Goulburn Middle School. Bob Mm -hmm. Johnson was our teacher and a bunch of the – boys he got us together and that was my first hockey pool ever in the 1980 playoffs and I was so pumped about it It was amazing and so after that I'd be looking through the stats like crazy always looking at the goals and assists and stuff and I remember having a dream one day I was in my dream I'm looking at the newspaper for the goal and I saw my name that I got an assist on it I'm like okay I can die now you know right just so fired up about the idea of ever getting to play an NHL game a single one so it's, it's it is it always i love those stories too like the the one you yeah. just talked it, about with Comrie.
1: yeah i I was a good hockey player as a kid uh you know in 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 playground hockey adam and peewee i was i was a good player and uh because I'm, I'm a good skater i was quick and um i remember scoring my first goal as a whatever eleven or 12 year old or something like that or ten mm-hmm. year old or eleven year old and uh, back in those days, Stevie, I, I'm old enough that the the nets were just these uh, uh, pipe frames. Like I, 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 you'd have to see it. So there was a, you know, there was a, uh, a you know, a pipe that would be the two uh, on the ice. Okay, the net would have whatever how wide it is. You have two pipes, and then there'd be one that joined them across the back. Two pipes that go up, join a pipe on top. And then two pipes that were the post. Are we right? talking plumbing
0: pipes when you say pipes? Yeah,
1: well, well, just that's how they made these nets. That's okay. what they were. They were very simple, uh, and and they had a mesh in them like 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 a normal net. Uh, but I remember trying to take a slap shot, and the thing stayed on the ice, and it went between the goalie's legs, and then kink, it hit it hit that back pipe. A lot that was like on the ice, right? Yeah, and, and uh, I remember going, ah, too bad I couldn't get the swish nothing but net. But, but I just remember, uh, the, you know, the, the being like completely overwhelmed with the, with the hockey dream sort of deal, you know, as a kid. And I, you know, you hear everyone talking about the dreams and the stories of a kid and all this stuff. And I always was kind of, I didn't roll my eyes. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, we all have great memories, but then I, then I've got to keep myself in check. But yeah, fuck, I remember that. I remember doing that. And, uh, um, it was just something else anyway as we get well, a and get that, and that's why sentimental I it's, here, but but uh, yeah, it's
0: hard not Jim, to get that. That's part of what makes being a sports fan great, in that you're living vicariously through these other people. You're sure. obviously passionate about your city's team or whatever team you cheer for, but yeah. a lot of it is childhood memories being relived again and again. Because uh, we all played NHL totally. hockey in yeah. our minds. It was me on the Jock River in Richmond playing hockey there. The guy named Winston down in the corner would blow off the. Uh, the rink for us and, uh, and let the Mm -hmm. kids play and, or whether it was in the driveway and in front of my dad's house. I mean, we're all playing NHL hockey every day. It just happened to be in our minds. And, um, that's what, that's what makes these, uh, these stories so special when they really kind of emerge from the day to day in pro sports.
1: Well, you know, if you look exactly when you say pro sports, one of the most emotional moments in, in sports, because I'm, and, and so are you, because we're massive golf fans, is when a guy gets his tour card. Right. You know, when they watch that Q school and you see the guy has got the four-footer, and if he makes it, he's going to go to the PGA. Right. You know, uh, and the and the guy drains the putt, and he's just fucking sand after, right? Just, excuse the pun, but he just crumbles, right? Just absolutely crumbles. Uh, the other one, Stevie, that, speaking of boyhood dreams, I, I read yesterday that, the you know, the NBA is cranking up, that there is a all time record twenty three Canadians playing in the NBA now. Right. Speaking of boyhood dreams, you know, and believe me, that dreams uh, that that dream might be out of touch if someone grew up in Canada saying I want to play in the NBA. You know, if your father go, oh my God, no, no, that is the least chance you have of of you know a Canadian in the, yeah. in the NBA, but not anymore. You know, not yeah. anymore.
0: That's the Vince Carter effect. I saw a great documentary on what Vince Carter meant to the city of Toronto and its basketball players. And uh, everybody grew up just loving Vince Carter and the whole Sanity thing. And that spurred a whole new generation of interest in uh, mostly in the city of Toronto. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that's second after America, that's the second most number of guys. uh, I mean, I I Canada's second behind the U S as far as populating the NBA, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. The Amer- Americans would be 7,000 guys and Canada would be 23, you know, but I get it. Yeah, they're second. We're next in they're line. Yeah, Not a close second, but they're second. Yeah. Yeah. We
0: haven't quite closed the gap the way the Americans have on Canada in the sport of hockey. We haven't quite yes. done that in basketball yet, but we're getting there. We're coming we're along. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a time out of the program. When we come back at some uh, various NHL news, Sheldon Keefe with a bit of a mea culpa saying, I may have used some of the wrong words when I don't know, alienating my elite players. Uh, I think he
1: heard our show yesterday, Steve. I think so.
0: I think so. If he's not listening, he should be, because we'll straighten him out. And uh, we'll get some NFL news as well. It's all coming up after these words. Hey, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, you want to make sure it's reliable and not breaking down on you all the time, especially with these colder months coming, you should check out Jim K. Ford. They're your Ottawa-certified pre-owned Ford dealer. At Jim K., they stand behind all the vehicles they sell how about a 12 month 20,000 kilometer limited warranty a 12 month 20,000 kilometer limited warranty are you crazy how about a history report of the vehicle <laughs> low purchase financing rates 24 hour roadside assistance and more that is the peace of mind every buyer is looking for i appreciate it that's why i get my vehicles there at jim k ford jimkford.com They're at 1438 uville drive in orleans if you're a loyal listener you've probably heard me on this podcast before I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. I'm also a big fan of the show. If you are too, we'll probably get along. Want great insurance rates? Then I'm your guy. Call or text me, 801-2659, or check out allins.ca. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Looking to sell your home? Maybe you're in the market to buy a home that better suits you and your family. Maybe you're keen on an investment property. While the Glen Walton Real Estate Team can help, Glenn helped me sell a home a couple of years ago and provided a great painter, a cleaner, and even bought new ceiling lights for us, all to make sure the home was looking its best on picture day. And that's all part of his services. He can do the same for you. Visit glennwalton.com. And by the way, also want to mention a $500 gift card when you close as a buyer with the Glenn Walton real estate team. $500 gift card at any store that you'd like. He actually sent me a note this afternoon. Looks like another year without us going golfing together. I guess we'll have to try some indoor winter golf. I don't know. I don't know if I've had a more consistent conversation with someone about golfing and then never making it happen. So I apologize (laughs) for that.
1: Anyway, I I had a tournament, Stevie. Um, I had a golf tournament. uh, And it was really clever Mm -hmm. that uh, all the guys that you say, just like you do with Glenn, we got to get a game sometime. Yeah, we got to get a game. Let's get a game. So I had a golf tournament, Steve, called Let's Get a Game Sometime. And nice. I, so I kept track of all the guys that every time I said, we got to get out and play. You know, right. we got to get out and play. Yeah, yeah, give me a call. You know, let, let, let's do it. So I kept track that whole summer or that whole year. And I ended up with about, about you know, 20 different guys, right? they I said, we got to <laughs> grab a game sometime. And all 20, all 20 showed up, Steve, for the, we got to get a game sometime. Yeah. And uh, it was cool. It was cool.
0: Yeah, I got I got to do that with beers. I got to do that with a Sens game, and I got to do that with golf. I may uh, go. I may steal that idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's a
1: great idea, man. Yep.
0: Uh, one of our old friends from Tigor, who's made the pilgrimage, although I think he still listens to TSN 1200. And nobody's asking you to choose, by the way. Somebody said the other day. I'm sorry, I still listen to TSN 1200. I'm like, it's okay. I'm just we're just glad you're listening to the podcast too. That's great. Uh, but you remember Cheater. Marco with a K, of course.
1: Yeah, I saw him on the, at the game last night. I, I saw a post of him at the game.
0: Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Um, I bumped into him. I, uh, Michael and I went and got haircuts about I don't know, a week, week and a half ago. And, uh, and there was Marco with a K. It looked like he was uh, mowing down on some McDonald's, sitting in his yep. car. And uh, anyway, I saw him, went over to say hello. He said to say hi to you. And so yep. I, I said, you know, where are the emails? You had the famous emails. Yeah. Safe to say, yeah. him, him and Glenn, I would say, Two of the greatest emailers in Tigor history, no? Right?
1: Glenn, uh yeah, who's the Glenn guy?
0: Glenn Walton, our sponsor.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the matter with you? He
0: went by a different name. <laughs> let's just say that. Uh he, he doesn't want to continue with uh
1: with the I know what it is. The nickname. Now, he well, has. that's why I didn't know it. Is uh, uh, it is it MK Glenn? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, if you didn't want me to say it, I won't say it.
0: Yeah. Um, and speaking of MK, Marco with a K came through with an email after I gave him a hard time about not emailing the podcast. All right. So he listened to yesterday's show. Hey, okay. Steve, I heard you guys talking about the Canadian Tire Center only accepting debit or credit cards now. Man, Jungle seemed pretty riled up about it. Doesn't like 99.9% of the population use only debit and credit cards? It's nice to hear Grandpa Jerome stand up for the 195 year old guy who still wants to barter for his bag of popcorn at a Sens game with three chickens and a bag of grain.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I think y'all might going to draw the line at three chickens and a bag of grain for
1: that popcorn. Yeah. Anyway. I can have one of those show up like Daniel Boone. I have one of those raccoon hats on and my snowshoes <laughs> under my arm with a couple of pelts. Stevie, oh go, man! Can Not I get a cheeseburger?
0: Now I've, I've got the Davy Crockett song in my head. Now yeah. I don't know why it's going to be stuck there all week. Anyway,
1: Davy Crockett. Yep. Anyway, Killed good him. one, Marco. Yes, hey. well done. Really Keep good. them
0: coming. Keep them coming. And you, good listener, you there, you know who you are. You can write a little bit. Drop mm-hmm. us an email. Drop us an email anytime. It is stevewproject at Outlook.com.
1: And rip away. Rip away on me. Rip away. Okay. I, 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 I well, deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly give the
0: good listener lots of ammo, lots of work, yeah. lots of uh, muse, I guess. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog of the Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, their capitan, is gone 12 weeks now. He just had some knee surgery. And going to be gone for twelve weeks. He's yet to appear for the Avalanche. Bedner said. Uh, Jared Bedner, the head coach, said last month the twenty nine year old was set to start to, the set to miss the start of the year. And uh, yeah, that's a big miss for him um, because I think they were kind of hoping that he might be ready for the start of the season. And no, no, he's just undergone knee surgery. And uh, anytime I hear
1: those types of stories, my thought is like. Why
0: didn't you get that done right after the Stanley Cup final, yeah, dude? Right,
1: right. Anyway, big miss. There. And one of my favorite names in the NHL, Landeskog. I loved it. Uh, but that was taken over, Steve, last year by Shesterkin.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. What about
1: Jack eye? Jack eye? Who's The Montreal Canadiens
0: have a new defenseman, a rookie defenseman by the name of Arbor Jack eye. But it doesn't oh, wow. look at all like Jack Eye. It's like... Uh, let, let me get the actual spelling because, as I say, Jack Eye, you've got an image of what the letters might look like in the last name Jack Eye, right? Sure, sure, I do. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. But what you actually
0: have is a name that is spelled
1: X H E K A J. That doesn't sound like Jack Eye at all to me. That didn't no. uh, when I. When, uh, it, Another great name. One of my Wait, kids. Well, before,
0: before you get away from okay. that, I want to tell you his Jack. nickname, though. So his name's oh, Arbor Jack And no. so, well, you know what? Nicknames in hockey, I think we all agree. They're quite terrible. Yeah. Unimaginative. Definitely. But I thought this one was really, really good. Chris Weidman, who used to play for the Ottawa Senators, very good guy. Now Montreal Canadiens defenseman. And he is mm-hmm. Arbor Jack Eye's teammate, obviously. So... Mm-hmm. He gave him a nickname, and again, it's spelled. Last name is X H E K A J. E K X X X heck X H E K A J, right? So it's X X heck J. Right. That's heck J. Yeah, it's, it's heck J. Exactly. So Chris Weidman came up with the nickname for this guy, and they, and he calls him Wi-Fi. Because it looks exactly like that password <laughs> that you get on the back of your modem.
1: Isn't that a great name? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, I can't. I'm using awesome. I don't like it. That's good. Marty McSorley, of course, our all-time favorite, was uh, two people. He called a guy. Oh, I love that. Yeah, two people. He called one of his teammates, and uh, because one guy couldn't be that stupid, was,
0: uh... <laughs> that's fantastic. I love that <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, um, as mentioned, Sheldon Keefe, he kind of buried his elite players, clarified his comments afterward. He, uh, he didn't mince words when kind of going after his elite players, right? Like to see our elite players, be our elite players, that kind of thing. And, right. and at the same time, and by the it, way, I- it
1: separates us from Arizona.
0: Yes. In Phoenix. Yeah. And right. it, it it really it was a it was a backhanded shot. I don't think he meant to do it, a backhanded shot at how bad Arizona is. We have elite players. It'd be nice if our elite players were actually elite out there. At the yeah. same time, so are basically saying Arizona doesn't have any elite players. That's not very nice. Anyway, uh Keith said and he wanted to clarify his comments to his elite players. I used some wrong words and uh had the old mea culpus happening. And so he was talking to the team about a number of different other things, but he wanted to bring that up as well and uh, was doing some regular check-ins and they didn't have any idea. He claims that the elite guys didn't have any idea what he was talking about, uh, kind of if, as if to say yeah. they didn't okay. even notice that I called them useless.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. I never noticed. I never pay attention to what my head coach is saying. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I publicly. Yeah, I ignore all of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And then, of course, Mitch Marner comes in and says, Yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're grown ups. We're big boys. You know, we can kind of take it. So, but, uh, it, I mean, he just seems like a guy right now that, uh, needs to dial it back. It's game four of the season. Simmer down, dude. But he does seem like he's a pretty volatile character, the way he just rages on the bench this early in the season. Certainly there's pressure on him, though. Definitely pressure on him and, uh, general manager Kyle Dubas.
1: How about, uh, how about Vancouver, Steve? Okay. I think they've got, they had one point going into last night, I think. Okay. A, a tie in four losses, Stevie. Okay. They've, they've lost all those games while they were ahead by multiple goals. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's not good. Oh, that, yeah. Now I get the whole thing. Like it's only four games. It's only four games. But, but, uh, this, this isn't boding well here for, Giving up leads. <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: they had a big closed door meeting, and uh, that's always telling when you're this early in the season and you're having a closed door meeting. That uh, that's always a tough one. Um, yeah. Bruce Boudreau probably doesn't mind it though, when you think about it, because when you can contrast it with what Sheldon Keefe's doing, and that's basically giving his top guys reading the Riot Act. Bruce Boudreau wasn't even involved. They had a players-only meeting, obviously, a closed-door deal and trying mm-hmm. to straighten some things out. For a coach, that's actually, in my opinion, a good thing in that, A, they care, but right. B, you're not the guy that's in there maybe alienating guys by kicking ass everywhere. So I, w- I would actually probably applaud that, that I wouldn't have to go all Sheldon Keefe on them when right. when they've had these multi-goal leads blown in uh, in each of their first three games.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Or, or go. I don't know. Slap him in the head. Sure. No, Jim. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, you
0: can't do first team in NHL history, by the way, to lose their first three games of the year while blowing multi-goal leads in each contest. Oh, the, God. They were up 3-0 on the Oilers and lost 5-3. They were up 2-0 on the Flyers and lost 3-2. And they were up 4-2 on the Capitals and lost 6-4. So the team basically got together and just said, we have to learn from this. Enough's enough. And that was probably the cleaned-up version of what was said in the locker room because uh, nothing stings more than a big, blown lead.
1: Well, I'll tell you what it does say, though, Steve, is that the team is unable to handle uh, multi-goal leads. That's what it says, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'd like to get past that. I That's... can really interpret stuff, eh, Steve? I, I know. Going, I wonder what Jungle's angle is going to be on that headline. You know, I know that. will come I... up with something. Yeah. I know I
0: have some Egyptian hieroglyphics around here. Maybe you can interpret them for me because you clearly have it all going on as far as reading between the lines and uh, figuring out these little cryptic messages. Anyway, moving on to the NFL. As we start to wrap up the program, we got a Thursday nighter, the Arizona Cardinals and New Orleans Saints, two teams stuck in the early season doldrums. They've been struggling with injuries and inconsistent play. Uh probably close to must-win time for both teams. But uh, the Cardinals have lost a bunch of games at home. Like, they, uh, they've they been terrible at home. It's something like an eight-game home losing streak. And that's such a great place to play, too. With the like, Red Blacks. Well, yes, yeah, not quite as bad as them. But I think about what a great place to play that is. Like It's an indoor stadium. And uh, I think about their hockey buddies, you know that's not such a great place to play in Arizona right, with the coyotes. Yeah, it's a fun yeah. place to play, and and the stadium's amazing. I don't know if you've ever heard of what uh, I've seen Arizona. it several times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the way they actually uh, take the field out because it's yeah, indoors, right? The carpet. Yeah, they they want the, the the grass to have access to the sun and the and the elements and things, uh, so they actually roll the field out like it's on a big giant cookie tray on wheels, and they just slowly wheel it out so that it can have all the things that grass needs and then on game yeah. day they roll that sucker back in pretty cool stuff but uh, anyway arizona has uh, not been playing very well at home the thing i've noticed like what's with all these terrible national matchups i'm sure when they drew up the schedule they didn't think it would be this way but i feel like i'm watching russell wilson and the denver broncos or, or some other bad matchup each and every time we have a monday night or sunday night or a thursday night or in front of the national audience
1: well i don't know well,
0: what's the deal, Jim? I thought you had the answers.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, I know what people do not uh, tune into, Steve, as my NFL picks.
0: True. Sure nice, they too. do,
1: Jim. Sure they do. Uh,
0: we should get going on the gambling. You know, when in Rome, the whole sports world is moving to the gambling, we should get back to doing our, our three picks of the week or something like that. But not oh, yeah. today. We'll do it in okay. our next episode.
1: Let's do it. All right, we'll start that. Okay, good coming to the party a little late, but but never too late to gamble, Steve.
0: Exactly. You channel... Papa uh, needs
1: new shoes. Let's go, baby. come on.
0: Channel come on, the, the spirit of your late mom, the great Barry yes. Jerome, the National right. Football League. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Okay. All right.
0: Uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that our website is stevewproject.com. Email us anytime, stevewproject at outlook.com. And thank you for being with us. We should talk to you in our next episode.
1: Good night, everybody.
0: We'll see you.